Oh, Jake, I forgot. I meant to tell you, we got off the plane the other I'm day. I'm scared. And Janae and I are waiting on bags, and she looks out that window, and she sees the gate number over the top of the, like, where the plane's sitting, and she goes, <laughs> 69. Yeah, it is. <laughs> wait, wait, what does Jake say again? I was like, the sex number? And she's like, <laughs> <laughs> everybody, thanks for joining us, and welcome to The Forecast, episode 88, the episode that is supposed to be episode 90, but remember from last time, last, last, we can't say last week, last second week, last fortnight? Can you say last fortnight? Last time. Last time, that's a good way to put it. Which uh, I think you already time, said. We were, yeah, I probably did. Uh, we were reminded that our episode numbers were off by two because we screwed it up way a long time ago, so we're just fixing that, that's all we're doing. So this is episode 88, except the real one. Uh, the Forecast is a bi-weekly podcast produced every Thursday. We're a group of people who love exploring and discussing all kinds of things, from board games to video games to movies to film to things that we just sort of encounter throughout our everyday lives. Uh, if you'd like to know more about what we do, you can follow us at facebook.com forward slash community, or you can check out our website at wearethehorizon.com. We have a ton of original content on there for you to browse through. Additionally, everything we talk about is in our cast notes, which is pushed out to whatever podcasting app you are using. Uh, I am Aaron, and I'm joined by a couple additional peeps this week. Owen. Hey, how's it going, everybody? Jake. Hi, I'm Jake. Alex. Hello, everyone. And Caleb. Hi. Oh, that's so sweet. That's so sweet. Hey, I was going to start things off this week. Uh, I was reading an article about how Google Stadia is talking about how they're going to have literally negative latency on all oh of gosh. the games I that are going to be streaming like- on there. I saw like a headline that had that in it. And I was like, I don't, <laughs> I'm not interested. It um, says, if you, if you read the little paragraph here, it says that they're, uh, they're interviewing this guy and he said, the improvements come from a term which sounds rather slippery. Negative latency is a concept by which Stadia can set up a game with a buffer of predicted latency between the server and the player and use certain various methods to undercut it. Mm. Mm. All I know is I'm going to hit a button and then it's going to go back into the past and Correct. apply it. Mm-hmm. Correct. Yep. 100%. Correct. What's happening? Not it's going to make games a lot easier. <laughs> so, oh, I should have dodged. I guess I'll just dodge now and I will have dodged. They do go on to talk about how their goal is to use AI and machine learning to just predict button presses. So I guess inevitably it's going to get to the point where you're not actually playing the game. perfect. I think they call those movies. <laughs> <laughs> and they already exist. Uh, All right, let's move on to our first segment. Uh, what have you been playing lately? And Owen, we'll start with you this week. So I've been playing a bunch of Destiny uh, which is uh, Destiny 2, which is new for me. Um, it's fun. I'm liking it. Uh, it's definitely got some MMO feels as I'm coming off of World of Warcraft here. Uh, you know, getting some quests and then going out into a region and doing those quests uh, by killing a bunch of things. Um, so it's nice thus far. Um, I It's very confusing as a new person coming in. I've definitely had to ask a lot of questions to various people playing the game so if you haven't played this i would 100 percent play it with your friends or ask people because there are some things that just aren't really well described 
Like there is a intro quest line that you're supposed to do that I did, and that still didn't like answer half of my questions. Like I modifying uh, your weapons or your loadout or like your your I, I guess you can like change your class around, so it's not just like in your your default class. You can like kind of customize it a little bit so you have different types of grenades or jumps. All of this stuff was never explained in anything. Um, so thank you to those that helped me with that and um but it's fun thus far and it's free so pick yeah, it up. Yeah, I was going to say this is all since the uh, relaunch on Steam on October 1st when they made it free. Oh. Yeah. I actually I didn't know they did that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's it's over on Steam now not on your Blizzard client and it's free. So that's and why I kind of did it. Their new DLC which I can't remember what it's called, Shadow something, Shadow Keep, Shadow Keep. Shadow Keep. Uh is good old $35. So be prepared to buckle up for that. Plus, I don't think you get uh, the Forsaken expansion if you just start free to play. I think you have to you get not, both of those. You do. That's okay. right. Yeah. You do, in fact, have to still buy both of those and also like season passes or whatever yeah. the fuck season passes are for. <laughs> I think I you can like explore the area, but you don't get the campaign or something. Yeah. Like that. yeah. yeah. It's can, like weird. You can go to the, any of the new regions and you can do quests there. Like I've been able to pick up uh, some of the challenges or or whatever the bounties. Um, bounties, thank you. Uh, I've been able to pick up some of the bounties in the regions, like the moon. That is that's specific content to one of the expansions, but I can't like get specific quest lines or any of the campaign stuff. I can just kind of show up and shoot stuff with friends as they do that. They're just trying to entice you to make that purchase. Yeah. Oh, you can come see the world real quick. Oh, but if you want to play anymore, here's a paywall. Good luck. Well. What I'm hoping is that, like anything on Steam, there's going to be a nice, like, spooky holiday sale coming along or something like that. And then it'll be like, hey, pick up the DLC for $5. And it'll be like, you got it. I would be blown away. It took forever for Forsaken to go on sale. I mean, forever. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. But they're also not under Activision anymore. So that's true. Might be, might be more likely to put sales up hmm. now. I don't that's know. That's a good point. We'll talk about Steam and their practices a little bit later. <laughs> uh, <laughs> teasing new stuff. Uh, but yeah, also played WoW, finished that up, and uh, Overwatch, because Overwatch is a lot of fun. Uh, when is the, what is the, what is the Halloween event even called, or the October event? Um, for Overwatch. Uh, yeah, normally it's just kind of Junkenstein is... Junkenstein's is, Revenge. Yes. <laughs> Junkenstein's I, I was going to say, as Jake and I have always just said, the Junkenstein stuff. Um, that should be coming soon. We don't know when yet. Everybody kind of assumed it was going to be this week, um, but we have not seen it, and it's Thursday, so we would have seen it by now if it was this week. So keep your eyes peeled next Tuesday or Thursday. Man, what if, they, what if they haven't said anything yet because it's a new event and they're trying to put the finishing touches oh, on it? That'd be I, that's what I was just going to ask. <laughs> I think there's various other reasons why they're not saying things, and we'll get to that. Later in the podcast. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Just prefacing everything. Uh, Jake, what have you been playing? I have been playing Fire Emblem Three Houses almost nonstop. Yeah. Uh, yeah. When it came out, for whatever reason, I just like I didn't get super into it. I was really into Dark Souls at the time. Like, I love Fire Emblem. So I like I picked it up, but I didn't actually like play a ton of it until recently. And I've been playing it almost nonstop. It's so much fun. It feels it feels a lot like they took Fire Emblem and were like, okay, but what if it was also Persona? Which, 
yeah yeah <laughs> like i'm so there for it like there's like this school that you gotta run around it's kind of annoying and it kind of takes forever persona's a little more streamlined than that it feels like there's like stuff to do this one the school is a little spread out and dull but i still love it going around talking to people getting s ranks leveling up your weapons taking people out to get curry and then inviting them out to tea <laughs> it's just it's a lot of fun i like that game a lot do you like all of the dating i do i've recruited like i think six people now like six students not counting teachers which is crazy oh my I have too gosh. many people now yeah yeah it's a very large amount yeah. that is that is amazing because i struggled to get more than two yeah i have a lot yeah. now yeah jake Holy looked crap. up what everybody needed well the well, not some so much, people but it's some not people what needed. they needed it's if you get them to rank b support they will ask to join you so yeah. i went all right huh. let's go let's start just everybody giving gifts out me. giving gifts Bring people on missions, inviting them out to tea. I did it all, baby. And now my team is swole and everyone is great. Except for Casper. Casper can suck a dick. I hate him. <laughs> but I didn't recruit him. He came standard. And now he's in the garbage bin because I got fat Caspar. Who is better? In every way. I think. Who is fat Caspar? Is that Raphael? Yeah. yeah. He's the Raphael's only great. character who is like fat. And I love him. And he's like Caspar if Caspar could take a hit. He is uh amazing and fun i like I, Raphael. he seemed very annoying the small amount of times i talked actually to him. i actually i think he's i like him a lot actually he's just kind of like a goofy good old boy like literally there's a mission where he finds out who killed his parents and he's like eh, whatever let's go eat and i'm like yeah yeah dude. that's yeah. kind of why i hate him he's i'm about like, that oh, yeah, i feel food. that and i'm like yeah okay i get it cool oh yeah like i remember all of my interactions with him and uh painter boy I don't fucking remember his name, but he was always like crying because it was like, oh, well, you know, if if my parents were there instead of your parents, oh, my parents God. would have died. And I'm just like, nobody cares about your fucking parents or any of this. And Raphael's entire like thing was just like, I don't give a shit. Let's just eat. And I was like, mm -hmm. yeah, cool. Raphael's my fave. This painter kid. Fuck him. So much. Caspar's He's... whole thing is that he likes training and then you get him into a fight and he dies in like two hits because he's garbage. <laughs> and I'm like, you're training all day. What do you I, have to show for it? I didn't have that problem, man. Maybe you just could, gotta be a little more tactical, Jake. Maybe. I gotta, gotta go in the good. fucking garbage bin where he belongs. <laughs> it's not even... It's like, hey, go kill that guy. And it's like, okay, I'll hit him for 10 and they'll hit me for 20. And I'm like, what are you here for? <laughs> Why do I bring you? Maybe his training wasn't for fighting. Maybe he was training That's for true. something good. Cooking. Training to be garbage <laughs> trying to get hit in A the face really hard <laughs> he's good at that one Ugh. uh i hate was him. the was the dark souls you were playing when you crossed over was it to was it dark souls 2 or 3 i i gave up on 2 a while ago it was oh, okay. 3 okay. yeah no 3 i just kind of natch i hit a ball i finished a really good boss and so then I had kind of like some downtime where I was like, oh, what zone do I go to next? I don't know. And then I was just like, oh, let me play some Fire Emblem today. And then it was like, let me play Fire Emblem nonstop for three weeks. <laughs> and that's, that's where I'm at. A bad place to be. Uh, I'll go next. I've been playing a couple things we've already talked about a little bit. Overwatch and uh, getting back into Destiny, um, Destiny 2. Uh, I think we're planning on doing a raid for the 24-hour stream, so... Ooh, gotta get, gotta ooh, get that'll be fun. Shit, I'm gonna have up. to find something to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Uh, additionally, I we we've been traveling a lot lately. Uh, Chad got married. Which Whoa, is, spoilers. Yeah, spoilers. <laughs> is that uh, a spoiler? Yeah. What is that a spoiler for? <laughs> for the marriage. We we're going to oh. have an announcement on the website next yeah. week. Dad gum and I ruined it. Mm. Uh, no, but we've been traveling a lot. And so two, one thing I've gotten to participate in the last two times that I've traveled to Northern Virginia is putting together a Gloomhaven box organizer, which I don't know if y'all have ever opened up the Gloomhaven box, but there's like a gajillion things in there. Isn't there already one of those? Not that comes default with it, no. Yeah, the... not that comes with it, but like my friend bought one of those, so yeah. I mean, it exists. Oh, yeah. Probably the no, one that's from what Broken Token. Yep. Yeah, and it's just all laser cut. And let me tell you, when you open that box, and there's like 40 sheets of stuff to break out, and then come, you know, put it all together, that takes like an hour. And then it takes a whole another hour to go through and sort all those components to get them in the right place. Yep. The game's crazy. But I really like those organizer boxes. I <laughs> Like, I want one for all the games I own, but they're so expensive. Yeah, yeah, I bought that organizer a long time ago, and I knew just eventually somebody would do it. Oh, <laughs> somebody. somebody would organize it. Wow. Somebody. Had to wait until uh-huh. Aaron and Caleb were bored enough at my house. Uh-huh. It's like Brilliant. your car lights. Uh-huh. Uh, Alex, what have you been playing? Uh, I mean, nothing really. I've been playing <laughs> some Overwatch. I swear, About the one it. week you're not at the front. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't, I, yeah, nothing. I mean, I'm good. Next person? Just how's some watch. How's that? I doing, played buddy? like nothing. Like, not great. <laughs> <laughs> she <Shoots> her ass. <laughs> don't bring it up. <laughs> I don't know. I play with Owen and Aaron, and we can't win when we play the three of us. That's mm-hmm. not true. I, dude, win. I cannot, like... It, we win fifty percent of the time. I yeah. sit like almost exactly where I start all the time. I think, I think Owen's just not good at DPS. <laughs> I'm not. I am not good at DPS. Well, I, it, I mean, he he's ranked high enough that he should be able to pull pull me up. Owen, oh, what what DPS ranking did you start at at the beginning of the season? Uh, twenty eight hundred, twenty seven fifty around there. You uh, sure you weren't higher? No, I feel like flat? you were higher. No, that was, it was it was like mid plat. Okay. Yeah, no, that's that because my my highest two have always been my support and tanking. Mm-hmm. Man, well, the number has dropped, hasn't it? Ever so slightly. Uh, oh yeah, I, no, I'm now at twenty five. <laughs> no, I'm currently at twenty six hundred on DPS. That sounds like my I, two MMR tanking. <laughs> it's, it's I, I started above 1900 as as dps and i just all i wanted to do was just get it to gold so i could just say i was gold dps <laughs> and now i'd stop playing it yeah and i see what the problem is the, yeah. the problem is is that you're trying to do that with me as your other dps and mm. i don't know what it is but both of us on dps just always fails what uh what, right. what dps do you play alex maybe i i, I could one and second. only one uh, no, I've been playing Ash and Soldier, <laughs> Reaper. Okay, okay. I'm not playing Doomfist. Yeah, you, you thought you've been trying Doomfist a whole bunch. I played Doomfist a bunch in unranked. Ah, I'm not confident did, for ranked. Did that nerf for him go through yet? Whereas no. Rocket Punch takes about five years. Nope. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's still super good. loud. What was the question? Right. Is it still super loud? Probably. Mm. Great. <laughs> Oh hey, I, I think can't. somebody's gonna punch me. 
Can't really play Hanzo. I actually started playing more McCree lately. It seems to be going all right. He's, he's, he's pretty so strong. good. Yeah. yeah. Also, with the amount of Doomfist players on the other team mm-hmm. playing against, he's it's just, like mm-hmm. it's so like hard. always one character that's wrecking us that needs some sort of like CC to defeat him. And McCree's almost always the right choice. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's so, so good at dealing with flankers. It's true. Uh, Caleb, what have you been playing? Uh, I'm playing a few things. I played through Code Vein, which is pretty cool. It's uh, it's anime Dark Souls. It's anime Dark Souls. Okay, but if you're looking for Dark Souls difficulty level, don't play Code Shoot. Vein. That's not okay. what you're looking for because Code <laughs> Vein is easy peasy. Ah, uh, okay. By comparison, That's disappointing. The gameplay like is my very kind of similar. Game. A lot of the similar like uh, level design and kind of combat style. But it adds a lot of things that make combat a little more interesting. Like, there's a whole bunch of skills, actives and passives, that you can use. And it does something I actually like a lot uh, better than Souls games. Where, you know in Souls games where you pick a build and you start putting points into it, and then it's like, well, I'm stuck doing this now forever. I can never use two-handed weapons because I went dex. You don't have that issue in Code Vein because... If you change your what's called your blood code, which is essentially your class. <laughs> Sorry, that's yeah, really stupid. I know. It's called it's it's called blood code. It's basically class. If you change your class, it changes your stat distribution, which allows you to change up your entire build at any moment just by swapping out some stuff. Which means you can play through the game and do all of the different builds on one playthrough of the game. That's, which is super cool. That is, because I will say one of the annoying things about Dark Souls game is starting the game being like, yeah, I'm going to do a dex build this time. And you get like several hours in, and then you go, nope, mm-mm, don't want to do a dex build anymore. <laughs> yep. But guess what? You already put all your points in dex, and you cannot undo it. Mm-hmm. Yep. You also don't run into the problem that Bloodborne has, where you, you do a dex build, and you don't get any good dex weapons uh, until 60% yeah. of the way through okay, the game. Okay, Bloodborne is... <laughs> there's not a lot of bad things I'll say about Bloodborne. But for some reason, they really don't like skill players. Yeah. Like, mm. ouch. I think there's, like, three in, like, the whole game. It's mm. pretty does it bad. Really, does it really take, like, 60% of the game to actually get to a dex weapon? That's, that's not... You, can, you start with one, and you pick up one that's essentially a different starting weapon. The yeah. saw spear is essentially the saw cleaver, oh, yeah. but it scales with skill. You you also get, I think, the um, spear rifle. Is that what it's called? Rifle, rifle spear. spear. There we go. Not terribly far in. But it's also not very good. And yeah. you can pick up the Blades of Mercy early, but you have to completely ruin an entire NPC quest to do it. You have to murder a friendly NPC super early. <laughs> yeah. Mm. Other than that, it takes forever to get good dex weapons. Yeah, it's, Or at it's least not cool great. dex weapons. Yeah. But Covain's pretty good. Uh, it's got some interesting boss fights. Overall, I think most of the bosses took me one or two attempts. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, really easy. not difficult. No, this is not it also, Sekiro? No, definitely not. It also, it, it's kind of built to play with the AI NPC that you bring along with you. Because there's a lot of times where it just like floods you with enemies. And if you didn't have a second person aggroing some of them, it would just be impossible. Maybe not impossible, but very close. Also, AI NPCs, way too strong. Kill stealing all the time. Mm, very unreal. annoying. But overall, pretty good. 
Uh, okay, I've also been playing some Greedfall. Ooh, I... Tell us about Greedfall. Yeah, Greedfall is a, it's a big old RPG, and I have not played enough of it to really get a full feel for it. And Sorry. I put like 10 hours into it. What Damn. is Greedfall? Greedfall is... Uh, people have been talking about it like it's the next kind Bioware? of Bioware game. Okay. Yeah. It's that one. It's that one. It's got a pretty cool setting. It's like a French Industrial Revolution mixed Ooh. with spirits on an island that are make monsters and whatnot. So it's it's a pretty neat setting. Uh and it seems like the characters are pretty interesting so far. And the combat's kind of samey. The skill tree, there's only about twelve uh real skills that aren't just like damage upgrades. Mm. that actually change combat in any way. And it takes a long time to get to them because you have to use like six skill points to even unlock the ability to pick a new one. So combat doesn't change a whole lot. There's a whole lot of dodging and parrying and that, but that's pretty much it. Mm. But it's it's neat. We'll see. I'll get, I'll get a little farther into it. We'll see. I've also been playing some Spyro... Uh, the just, just trilogy, the f- yeah. So I've just been playing the first one so far, but the trilogy came out in the humble bundle or next month's humble bundle, so you can pick it up if you want. Also, the Crash Insane trilogy is in there. Oh my so god, freaking great bundle for what next month! A bundle, yeah. How much? But, how much are they paying us for this ad? By the way, <laughs> <laughs> not to get off topic. <laughs> uh, Spyro is pretty solid. It's about how I remember it. Uh, there's there's some like weird differences where I feel like flying is slightly more difficult than I remember it being. It could just be that it was a long time ago and it was hard then, and I don't remember that. But it's pretty solid. About oh, like I remember man. Spyro being. What a great game! Yeah, at least back in the day, I don't know what the new version of it's like, but it's a lot like how it was. It's perfect. Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, what like more could if you, you want? Really, it took that game and then also put better graphics over the top of it. Yeah. Mm. Exactly. I've never heard of such a thing, but that sounds pretty cool. Uh, let's talk about some uh, video game news because there is actually like a ton of things to talk about this week. So much. There's some sad uh, stuff. There are some sad stuff. There's some happy stuff. There's just some stuff stuff. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, first and foremost, uh, Caleb, aren't you super excited about Doom Eternal? Yeah, so excited <sighs> for March 2020. Man. 3-20-20-20. You got to get the whole <laughs> thing in there. It's like they're going for that um, Skyrim, like 11-11-11 thing. Mm. They don't know what to do with the three yet, but they're going to figure it out. Pretty sure I it's believe, the same month Animal Crossing comes out now, so that's going to be a weird month it's, for me. It's the same day Animal Crossing same comes day. out. Oh, my God. <laughs> that's amazing. That's going to be a weird day. Murderous <laughs> rampage on one hand, and then just like... Go fishing. Yeah, go on fishing. <laughs> I'm so upset. I need to build my resort island. Come on, guys. I was just talking about how no like incredible game has come out this year yet, and somebody was like, "Oh, but Doom Doom Eternal is going to come out." Yeah, well, I mentioned that like two weeks ago. So (laughs) sad. You don't you don't count Sekiro? It's the closest, but I don't. I'm I'm thinking back to like last year and the year before. When last year we had okay. Celeste, and the year yeah. before we had Doki Doki and Hollow yeah. Knight and Divinity Original Sin 2. Yeah, that, that year was overloaded. Yeah, it was. But, well, okay, but even also... last year, Celeste is like so far and I away mean, in, the best in, game. In theory, we'll get so Death then. Standing at some point, <laughs> and Pokemon. 
You are also forgetting Kingdom Hearts 3 came out. That's yeah. true. Oh, wow. <laughs> I forgot what a wonderful game that was. Yeah, everyone loves it. Baba is you. being so good. Baba is you. Oh, my gosh. I remember when, like, literally everyone was playing that at PAX. Here's the problem. This year, a lot of solid games. No, like, standout Standouts. amazing ones, except mm-hmm. maybe Sekiro is, like, the closest, but it's even not. I don't know. I'm going to have to good. think back through what I've played this year. We're hmm. going to have a very interesting uh, top 10 list for games this year. Listen, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a good podcast. It, considering the number of deaths I had in Chapter 9, I feel like the, <laughs> it's a standalone, so I should be able to nominate it. Yeah, right? I, I played like 10 hours of Chapter 9 of Celeste. So oh, I should easily count, right? played 10 hours. I died so <laughs> many times. Oh, my gosh. Um. Yeah, so, well, I guess we'll just wait until 2020 to play Doom. That'll be the game of the year for 2020. Yeah, yeah we'll already see. got a spot for it. Great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, let's talk in some other news. There's been some crazy stuff happening with uh, Blizzard. Oh, yeah. All this madness happened over in Hong Kong. Yeah, so for those that don't know, uh, the pro Hearthstone player, Ying Wai Chung, uh, was doing a post-match interview on the Ooh. Taiwanese Blizzard Twitch stream. Uh, in which he wore a mask as a while doing the interview as a statement and form of protest for what is currently happening in Hong Kong. Um, and then the casters asked him directly if he supported Hong Kong, and he pretty much then was like, hell yeah, Hong Kong's the shit. At which point the cast was pulled instantly off air and both of the casters were fired and wow uh, i didn't know that yeah both of the casters were fired and chung was banned from the tournament that he was playing in banned from playing hearthstone for a year and all of his tournament winnings that he had thus far were taken from him which has set an entire blaze of shit that's happening um (laughs) and i understand that a lot of people are upset with that but there is it for Blizzard's reaction to it isn't the fact that they disliked what he was saying. Their point is that there is a part in their um, terms of service and their contract with these players uh, that says you cannot say something of ill of disrepute. Uh, basically, anything that would make you uh insult part of the player base in any sort of way or something that would be disruptive in any sort of way uh would give blizzard the grounds to ban you and take any tournament earnings that you have won thus far uh and i would safely say that this guy has done exactly that with flying colors um and so they a lot of people are upset by this uh and blizzard's like hey it's in the tos uh, and the people that are upset by this have made May, uh, like a bunch of memes of May, like in protest gear supporting Hong Kong, which has been really cool. I've uh, those artists, artists, and those artwork is just very pretty, and it's very cool, and it's very neat to see. Like, I know it would never happen, but it'd be really cool to see some of that actually turn up as like a skin. Uh, because that would be actually kind of some cool stuff. Uh, but they would never do that. Yeah, there's no way. Oh yeah, yeah there's no way in hell. But it'd be neat. Uh, like it is a very neat thing that they're they're doing that. 
Um, and it, a lot of people have also taken this step to boycott Blizzard and um, delete their Blizzard accounts, which I think is a bit interesting just because they're having issues now deleting their accounts. Uh, Blizzard has <laughs> frozen the process because so many people have done it. And I on the one hand, I could think that perhaps maybe Blizzard wasn't expecting a max exodus uh, and people deleting all of their accounts from the games. Uh, and therefore, they were like, oh, shit, our servers like can't handle this. Things aren't working the way that they're supposed to. Stuff's not getting scrubbed right or erased correctly. We need to hold off to fix this. I could see that being an issue. They haven't said that that's the issue, though. <laughs> so more than likely, they're literally just stopping people from being able to delete their accounts, probably thinking, hey, wait two weeks, all of this is going to blow over. Uh, but that's still a really dick move on their part. It's got to be, like, crimes, right? <laughs> like, I feel like if you don't want to have an account, they can't stop you from not having an account anymore, right? Yeah. Or... For reference, uh, I stopped my uh, WoW subscription yesterday, and that went through fine. You can stop payments on anything. You can stop mm. them from taking your money easily. All of that is still up, working fine, and is not frozen. Uh, it just seems to be if you wanted to permanently delete your Blizzard account, uh, they can do that. A lot of people were saying that they were going to go away from Blizzard and start supporting Epic, uh, which, hey, wow. <laughs> I don't know if y'all know this, but Tencent is like a huge supporter of Epic, much more so than the 5% of Blizzard that they own. And Tencent is a Chinese company, bad things. So if you're trying to like protest with your money here, maybe do some research on the game companies that you're then mm -hmm. going to play the game of and For give money to. Uh, like, I just saw that and I was like, guys, you're you're failing well, miserably on a lot of fronts. It's not so much, though, I don't think, oh, China owns this, let's get them. It's the way they handled it, that they just, like, banhammered him, took away all his winnings. Yeah, I, I, I understand, like, the rules are set there, and I also think that if this guy got on there and just said some, like, bizarrely racist shit, or if he said, hey, China's the best thing ever, Hong Kong's weak as shit, like, if he said that on stream, uh, all of this would, like, you still need to be able to do this. They still need to be able to have grounds to be able to be like, no, you can't say things like that on our official streams. Uh, and I think that's exactly where it, it, the line is, is that, like, whether you agree or disagree with what is going on over there, there is a rule in place, basically from Blizzard, being like, don't do that shit during our games. There's nothing that says that he can't do that on his Twitter or on his own streams or anything like that. He can this, do that all he wants. This is a Blizzard stream, though, right? This is a Blizzard mm -hmm. official stream. So when he's asked by the official employees... <laughs> of the Blizzard stream to answer yep. this question, oh, and yeah. he just answers it, yeah, thinking well, nothing of it. Yeah, and so that's that's where the thing that I look at it, and I'm just like, look, he had that face mask on at the beginning, and Blizzard did not pull it when he was doing that. They were like, hey, that is fine. Oh, that is a sign of protest. That's cool. They let him run with that for several minutes into the interview, until these the the casters were just like, hey, 
so about that mask that you're currently wearing, which, like, I guess someone needs to ask him about it at some point, but maybe well, you not. you kind of don't if you're going to get him banned and take away all his winnings. Yeah. yeah. Feels like, kind of like entrapment. That, that That's the kind of thing that I was like, maybe. I mean, they did get fired, it sounds like. Yeah, I, I mean, was sure. Say, I was like, not great casting on their part and definitely not great on, I, I don't know. It was just a bit of a mess. And that's yeah. kind of the way that I look at it. I was like, I don't blame Blizzard for their actions, uh, but I do blame how the fallout has become because well, they definitely have handled the situation poorly. And they just had, they kind of had a couple tweets that blew up, which has got this in such a mess. And the one we talked about earlier was the deleting accounts thing. And all it is, is they have four methods that you can delete an account. One's through SMS, one's through email, one's through an authenticator, and one's by a question to get rid of your account. And they just stopped that because they had too many people doing the same thing over and over. They paused it for a period of time. And then somebody tweeted about it and the internet blew up. Yeah. And I, they, I think that's a lot of this is that the internet is just blowing up about stuff happening. Well, and the, the other thing is they Blizzard employees staged the walkout. Did they really? Mm hmm. Well, see, that's the thing that I assumed. And this is also why I don't blame Blizzard 100 percent, because a lot of people on the Reddit forums and things were just like, oh, well, they're just trying to chase the money and protect the Chinese market and blah, blah, blah. And like, I was like, I don't think a bunch of people from California are really doing that. Like, that seems weird to me. I'm pretty <laughs> sure that they're probably on the side of Hong Kong, but like the same way that I, as a SiriusXM employee, cannot go out with a SiriusXM t-shirt on and say things that are against, you know, like say the things that are controversial while like repping SiriusXM, uh, I would get fired for that. I would get in a lot of trouble for that. And so that's kind of where I look at it. I was like, people can do things and people are still able to say stuff. But when you are repping blizzard itself and even the, you know, the, as you said, the people that work there, uh, that have staged the, the lockout, they're doing things and that's cool. And I'm glad that they are. It is something that we need to pay attention to and support Hong Kong for, at least in my opinion, but like, there's a way to do this that doesn't get everybody fired or you know, blow up. Yeah. No, I think I think the big one is Alex hit the nail on the head. When it's like, yeah, but the guys who work for Blizzard asked the prompted the question. Oh, and here yeah, we are yeah, yeah. resulting with this. this I, I, I definitely think that was a poor choice on the caster's fault uh, part. And also just kind of like, well, you know, like the caster is, you know, they do pay these casters to do this. But mm -hmm. I mean, at the end of the day, they're. 20 something twitch streamers that are just talking about the game and it's kind right. of it shows a level when you look at them versus the casters that do the overwatch league like there is a difference of the people that they have hired to do these things and i don't think that anybody in the overwatch league like any of those those casters uh would have been as crass or have walked into that and done that kind of thing. I firmly right. believe that they are of a, at least a level of training and professionalism that they were like, Oh, this is fine. Uh, and, and kind of walk that tightrope more carefully than these people have. 
I uh, also want to mention some other interesting video game news. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare, not to be confused with Modern Warfare or Call of Duty <laughs> 4 Modern Warfare. Uh, the new Call of Duty Modern Warfare, they just released the specs for it the other day, and apparently it's going to be 175 gigs per game that download. Is insane. That's <laughs> so if you were to download that game at the same time as getting Red Dead Redemption 2, which is 150 hey. gigs. Oh my god! <laughs> you may run out of space on your lame 250 gig SSD that you use to store games. So you know, uh, and, that's, and for that's a little that, bit of. I was going to say for those that don't know, the Red Dead Redemption Two is coming on PC on November 5th. Yeah, I didn't even know that, so I just had to look it up when Aaron said that. Said yep. that. I got you. Mm. I'm actually I was really about excited to say for it. And then I was like. <laughs> it, it will come out three days before our 24-hour stream, so I expect everybody to buy it, so we can all get on Red Dead Online and uh, be <laughs> 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 oh, that's that's a good one. You, but mm, good don't think that's happening. Man, I feel uh, like that game with mods could be cool. Like mods just, to just fast travel everywhere. Mod it to be better. Mod it to <laughs> just, run at like five times speed. Yeah. yeah. Well, I'm sure that your horse running speed is tied to the frame rate. So if you oh can just God. speed it. <laughs> oh, jeez. Why is everything tied to my damn frame rate? <laughs> I'm so mad. Um, also wanted to mention, this is kind of cool, uh, Killer Queen, which was an arcade cabinet that, that Alex and I played when he was here in Kansas City a while back. Um, it is... Coming out five on Switch? On five, three on three? Five on five? I don't remember exactly. Four, exact. four on four. Yep. Is it wow. four on four? Mm-hmm. Uh, but good job split the difference <laughs> yeah, how there. You miss hey, that I was one. close. <laughs> close. No, no. It was, five, it was five on five. Now it will be a four on four because they're releasing it uh, on Switch and to Steam. Uh, was actually, it five on five tomorrow. in arcades? Yep. It like was it five on five in arcade and it is now going to be four on four um, in their new version. Why would anything ever be five on five? That's such a weird number. I don't Dota. know. It was Ar- yeah, arcade cabinets be like that. <laughs> it was supposed to be like a fast arcade MOBA. It was really cool. Different uh, from the world's first speed MOBA, yes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wasn't that only three players anyway? Yes. The, this thing, like if you guys ever find a place where they have one of these cabinets, you should go check it out. Because seeing 10 people stand at the same arcade cabinet and play a game competitively against each other's you know, side. This is, this is a big arcade cabinet. Yeah, it's huge. And there's only 90 of them ever made. And this is back in like 2013. So they've spent, you know, quite a few years redeveloping this into something that can be put on the regular gaming platforms. But it's just cool. I think that's really neat that they decided to come out and, hey, here we go. Here's a new one. Have fun with this game. Yeah, it was 5v5. Four ha! workers and a queen. Ha! And there's like different classes of worker. It also is a cool game just in general because you're like, clearly you're competing but there's like three main objectives. You can win by a military victory, which is defeating the queen and all of the workers. You can win by an economic victory, which is you actually uh, store, like you're like basically storing stuff in the beehive. You're like collecting pollen or something. Pollen, that's what it is. Man, and I then, forgot this was in the Civ series. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the third thing you can do is uh, ride a snail to the other side of this like racetrack. Snail, snail victory. Yeah. I know what victory I'm going for. It's not even hard. Um, other things in uh, gaming world, um, Steam, not to be outdone by Parsec uh, or anything else in that realm, is working on some remote play stuff. And I assume this is you, Jake. 
Yeah, I actually I heard about this this morning. It sounded like everyone else already knew about it, so I was a little disappointing. But I, mean, I think we knew about it this morning as well. Hey, I don't <laughs> know about cool. this. Jake, tell me more. Uh, so it's basically, if you know what Parsec is, I think we've talked about it a few times on here, but basically it lets you remote play games. So you can play like games that are designed to be couch co-op online. So we've used it for like Full Metal Furies. No, we didn't. Oh, yeah. Great game. That was online, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, yep, sure was. <laughs> we did use it for, what's <laughs> that recent example. game where you're swinging with arms? We just Evo. Played. Evo. Evo. The biggest one is probably over. Overcooked, yeah. Because yeah. that's yeah. always been local only. Uh, me and Caleb have been using it for Enter the Gungeon. Yep. But basically, games that allow for like you to plug in a second controller and play, but don't have an online capability. You could use this new thing, Steam played together online together. <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it some really remote bad play name. together. Thank you. Well, because remote play, remote play is the thing already, so they're like, "Oh, let's do this." Remote play together. Yeah, that's another, great. Another yeah, let's make it. it longer with a long word. <laughs> um, but yeah, it basically just lets you play couch co-op online, which we've been hacking together ourselves through various third-party things. But I think it's thanks cool for coming late, Steam. That it'll be. I think it's cool that it'll be part of Steam. Yeah, assuming it's remember, good. Remember back when we had Tungle. Wow! Oh my Good old God. times. Oh, what a nightmare. Wow! <laughs> yeah. Don't even say that or name it again. Oh gosh, no. Speaking Man, that's of not Steam. really the same thing. That was just like a VPN. We had well, there was Moonlight we used for a period yeah, of time, Moonlight. which was like an in-browser. There was Rainway, which came out the same time as uh, Parsec. I've tried to use Rainway. It. it just doesn't perform very well. There was the GeForce version. GeForce Force had it for a while. Now. Yeah, was it, was it part of well, now? I think it was part of no, now. No, yeah. now is like the streaming from the their cloud stuff. There's also like their stream from your own stuff stuff. Mm. Stream from your or own like, stuff stuff. Or, or like stream to your shield in the other room from your computer, from your NVIDIA GeForce equipped PC. I don't. Parsec stole the show. It runs so ridiculously well that I don't it even know why so well. you would look for phenomenal. anything else. Yeah. Yeah. So if Steam works as well as Parsec, and then you don't have to have an extra application installed, you can just be like, "Hey, you want to play this game?" And it just works through Steam. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, could, vaguely, that could be nice. I was vaguely worried that there would be some thing where you both have to actually own the game on Steam. Oh yeah. But I think that might be unfounded. I don't. Uh, know. Yeah. They actually they have said that only one person, the host, oh, has did. to own the game. Yeah. I looked oh, cool. for that, but I couldn't nice. find it anywhere. So that's mm-hmm. good. Yeah. Know. That's actually that's okay. really cool. I have no problems with that at all, then. This is going to be great. Well, it's only going to last for a short period of time until Stadia comes out and we have negative latency and then <laughs> everyone true. is playing ah. together all the time. Yeah. It's going to be... I mean, you can stream from anywhere with negative latency. When Stadia comes out and fixes my backlog of games because I have infinite time <laughs> to play them. <laughs> <laughs> because uh, negative latency. But, I'm but so excited it's... for that game that comes out tomorrow. I already beat it. Yeah. I already beat it. <laughs> Beat it yesterday and stay so much latency. latency. Yeah, God. <laughs> oh, s- streaming. Oh yeah. All right, subscriptions. Mm. Hey, uh, some other money things. Yeah, let's so talk spe- about where your money goes when you buy a game. So speaking of uh, Steam, so people have been very much aware of when Epic showed up. Epic was saying that like, hey, uh, you know, twelve. We only take twelve percent of whatever we're selling on the epic store please sell your games through us versus steam that takes 30 percent um and ign did a wonderful breakdown of all of this and they also asked pretty much everybody else how much money does everybody take when you buy a video game 
uh, and I dived through this, and I thought it was very interesting. So pretty much the standard is 30%. Uh, all of your... Um, Online stores, you know, like Xbox uh, Game Store, Nintendo eShop, uh, your mobile stores for like Apple apps, all of that takes 30%. Physical stores are taking 30%. Um, Steam has recently updated theirs that they take 30% uh, until the first $10 million earned, and then they only take 25%. And then if you make $50 million, they only take 20% of your game. Uh, Humble Bundle has done something very different. Um, as part, a lot of it, it goes to charity. And so they only take a much smaller percentage of that. But as I was going through this article, it was very interesting to me, uh, of it talking about, well, you know, the game, you know, the people that are selling the games are taking 30%, but then publishers come in and they take up uh, more money. Uh, and they are taking like 30 to sometimes 50% plus, and there are some people that they interviewed that they were saying that by the end of everybody taking their chunks of selling the game, the game developers themselves are only getting 10% of whatever that game is actually selling for. Um, so, you know, if you buy a $60 game on launch day from your local Target, the game developer is only getting $6 out of the 60 which seemed very low to me since those are the people that are actually creating the product that you're buying. That um, prompts the to question, 15, though. Uh, the 10 if, to 15... Oh, sorry, go ahead. Jiminy, just interrupt me over and... No, I'm just kidding. It's fine. <laughs> what were you doing? Uh, all I was going to say, though, it prompts the question that, you know, if, if your expectation is that the actual developer would make more money, well, if they, you know, try to do it all themselves, they're definitely not going to get the distribution that they would if they had a publisher or if they had a... A platform to distribute their game so they're not gonna make more money that way so what's the necessary solution well i think that this is a part of the large scale issue of when we look at games and people complain about boot boxes and dlc and things like that you know you have to think about this as part of the equation of they do those things so they can make revenue so they can make the games because obviously they're not making a ton of revenue off of selling the game itself if they're only getting six dollars a copy or less like that's not a lot so they have to make it up elsewhere um and that's where you have them have to have like a need to be able to keep the lights on and things like that and well if they're going to do that then they have to sell other things that they can distribute easier like dlc because once you buy the game hey $10 download straight from the game itself and they don't have to really have a lot of publishers involved in that and they can get a much larger cut of that versus the six bucks uh, and also it's a lot less man hours to make a small amount of DLC. Um, I, I assume that specifically I mean there's they're still going to get a cut taken out from whatever you know Steam or Epic or whoever it is. Yeah. They're not going to get it from the publisher. That's what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, the publisher takes so much. I was so impressed by like just the large amount of money that the publisher themselves take out of it. Um, so that's part of it. And also, uh, while we're discussing this, uh, I did some inflation. You know, if we've been paying the same price for video games for what, 20, 30 years almost. What? I I, I mean, we uh, telling me in 1989, we were paying $60 for a brand new game. I mean, I was paying 50, 60 bucks for Ocarina of Time when it came out uh, back in 1995. 
and mm-hmm. inflation has changed. And if you go with inflation from that, you know, fifty dollar mark into really like PS one, PS two is like fifty bucks a game, and yeah. when PS three came out, they changed it to sixty. If you, if you take that fifty dollar mark and you look at how much that would be today in today's money, uh, you're looking at about ninety to a hundred dollars for a game. And yeah. when you look at that. I, it kind of makes a little bit of sense to me, at least, that when people say like, oh, well, you know, remember when games used to be complete when they sold them? And it's like, yeah, I do. But if we wanted to do that now, we'd have to be OK with spending, you know, $100 on a brand new video game. And since that probably isn't going to fly with a lot of the market out there, that they literally are cutting chunks out of their games to be able to sell it to us at a lower price that we're more used to. But if you wanted to have the complete story and have that little bit, you can spend those extra little bits of money. And that normally equals to about $100. And even at the start of you pre-ordering or buying the game, you can buy, you know, the special editions that have the season passes and things like that. And that has a hundred, you know, that's normally about a hundred dollars. That seems to be about on par. I mean, so in my opinion, the answer is less, you know, cut up the game and trick us into paying more for it and more maybe don't make such expensive games. Maybe it doesn't need the most expensive graphics in the universe, you know? Maybe I... maybe it's better to have a lot of smaller games than, like, you know, one big one that you have to pay $500 for. Right, yeah. we just get a lot of Doki Doki action, a lot of Celestes. I mean, yeah, man. Th- to be fair... That's yeah. kind of why those kind of games are picking up more now. Delta Rune? Mm-hmm. Yeah, if that ever comes out. If that ever comes out. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I think that you're not 100% wrong. I think that especially when we go to PAX and we see a lot of those fun indie games that we're very much into, like uh, Mistover, I mean, that's a team of like 10, 12 people. And that looks like a good game. It looks like a fun game to play. Um, it comes out today, and I don't think any of us has actually played it, so we don't know uh, if it is actually good or not. But I definitely think that you're right, that there is a way that, you know, you don't need all, you don't always need the team of 200, 300 people to make a game. Sometimes I'm, the best games are only made with a handful, and it's harder to do that now, uh, at least a little bit be just because of all of the different positions and all of the different things that are required in making these games. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely think that that is a thing that it, it, it definitely is something for us to be thinking about as we go through the market as consumers and looking at the stuff of like, you know, maybe we should be okay with spending more money if we don't want to have DLC or loot boxes, maybe, uh, you know, AAA titles need to be okay with not always trying to be as realistic as possible. I mean, looking back at them now, a lot of those games are not realistic at all looking, but they're still fucking hell of fun to play. And that's kind of a good way to go about it. Or you go kind of the Zelda route where they just went, nah, screw it. We're just going to make it really pretty looking. It doesn't have to be super realistic. We don't need crazy hardware to run it. It's just pretty go from there i mean but an alternative solution would be the reason the switch you know, can't run that game what game? <laughs> yeah. the new zelda oh 
and an alternative solution would be, you know, you don't have to buy the the brand new Mario Kart. You don't have to buy XCOM. You can just buy Yakuza 7 and then you will get all of the components of all of these weird different styles of games just combined into one good package <laughs> that you can then go take and play. Damn, what a segue. Really you good had segue, but I did, I did, I did just want to say about the other thing. I think kind of what we're saying, like, oh yeah, like you don't have to buy the big games or whatever. We, don't, we only get like a handful of them a year at this point anyway. At the, like... The hundreds of games come out a year. Like a lot yeah. of them are good. Most of them are small. We That's get fair. like a few AAA titles a year. That's true. So I mean, I think there is balance in the market already. And you mentioned loot boxes, but generally, I don't think loot boxes are a problem, except when they are are pay to win loot boxes <laughs> yeah. and that that makes a big deal and then they stop doing that yeah i i agree with so you i generally I don't nobody does that now much about it yeah i i definitely think that pay to win loot boxes are wrong i think cosmetic loot boxes are fine they yeah, do they, they have no problem with them at all they i have do... definitely noticed people have shifted from complaining about pay to win loot boxes to just complaining about any cosmetic or any like microtransaction at all like it used mm, to be yeah. Hey, this doesn't affect my gameplay. It's fine in the game. And now anytime there's microtransactions, everybody's pissed. That's and a good all, point. All of this shit started with some fucking horse armor. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Bethesda. This is your fault. Yeah, the real problem is when it, I, I mentioned like pay to win, but that's not always, I guess, the case. Because like when it impacts gameplay like in... Uh... Man, crap. What was that Lord of the Rings game? Oh. <laughs> What was that? Lord of the Rings. Shadow game? of Mordor? Shadow of War. Oh. oh the Shadow second of War. one. The second one. There was a point at which, like, is that what I'm thinking about? You could, it like, is. grind for a long time or you yes. could pay. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Like, in that situation, yeah, I think microtransactions are pretty bad. It's not great, no. But when it's just things that don't actually impact your gameplay at all, yeah. But fine, yeah, like, when, when people are complaining about microtransactions in the Division 2, when it's literally just yeah. different military clothes matter. you can buy to put on your military person. Yeah. Like, who cares? <laughs> don't, don't buy them. Yeah, right. you don't have to buy everything for this game that you may or may not like. Somebody will, and that's exactly why it's there. They're making this stuff for that one person that will blow $100, $100, $200 on cosmetics just so they can play Dota prettier. <clears throat> hey. <laughs> I know. Hey. <laughs> you know, yeah, my brother's like, wedding. Valve needs the money. At my brother's <laughs> wedding, all of the groomsmen had, like, little blurbs to, like, introduce them to the reception. And mine was, like, Alex McCausland. He spent, like, his life's fortune on Dota or something like that. <laughs> it's like something. I hey, was like, what it the could have been worse. But most likely to to go bald was Aaron, yes. I think. Gonna, what do you mean you think? You're the one who encouraged it. Was, I don't know if that was exactly how it was worded. It was something like that. Most likely to be gay. Most likely to go bald. I'm, I'm holding a lot, of t- a lot of titles here, guys. Wow. Yeah. When did you get wow. most likely to be gay? Don't like you remember years having years that conversation ago. years ago? When At like a Red Robin. Five of single dudes were <laughs> like, yo, Robin. this guy, most likely to be gay. I'm like, it's a cover up, I guess. <laughs> I do not remember. You're married. Yeah, correct. It's a cover-up. <laughs> it's a cover-up. Okay. Yes. Now they'll never know. Okay, back to my very important segue. Yeah. Back <laughs> to Yakuza 7. Yeah, I wanted to talk about this last time, but Jake wasn't here. And um, I felt like yeah, I'm, I'm a Yakuza boy. 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yakuza seven got announced and it's really weird. Like the only thing I wanted to mention about it really was apparently they showed this game off on April 1st of this Mm -hmm. year (laughs) and it was, and it was like an April fool's joke because it was a turn-based Yakuza game. And it was like really outlandish and funny. Yeah, it's like a funny like, joke because nobody it's a funny would joke. want that. <laughs> and and then they just like put out more fo- of the same footage and like, no, this is a real game. <laughs> but like, I I really don't know who that's for. I don't know, man. Like, so Listen. like, what I really liked about Yakuza is that it's like very serious Japanese men like fighting about stuff, and then you just like beat them with a bicycle, and it's like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's or a perfect balance. Breakdancing moves. Well, yeah. I did. I did see a thing like it's turn a traditional like JRPG turn-based combat, but you know, like in Final Fantasy, you have summons. Like you have summons in this game, but instead of it being like a big monster that comes out, the guy pulls out a cell phone and calls somebody, and then a bunch <clears> of <throat> lobsters hit a guy. What? So I okay, <laughs> so it, it is still Yakuza, still, yeah. but like I just I really liked that weird disconnect between slow drama and just like insane goofy action well yeah they also have a full featured mario kart clone called dragon kart you can just <laughs> drive around in a go-kart and right. bomb things uh, i mean that's yeah again that's just like yakuza they're like yep. <laughs> yeah just put like that they decided to make yakuza the game as a whole slower yeah yeah <laughs> yep like it's already they, doesn't seem like borderline too slow. Like yeah. they've come out and said it's going to be like the longest game they've made by far, and it's like yeah, yeah. because all of the combat is now like three <laughs> times as long. Yeah, there's probably like half as much content, but it's still the longest one. I mean, that was the one satisfying thing I had when we played. What, did we play five? We played zero. Zero. Oh, we played yeah. zero. That's Obviously. right. Obviously. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, I just one, remember zero. like walking into a room and they're like thirty unarmed people, and you just beat people with uh, whatever you can pick up off the ground and, and that was out leather leather Smack. chairs Dude, i like that game a lot <laughs> it's, it's i would like it more if there were less of the slow moments that's fair so it but doesn't what, sound what like about a game that's moment. just the slow moments though <laughs> like you have slow moments and then slower moments <laughs> so what do they have a release date for this yet I'm not they, sure. They, they're just showing off content. I'm a little. Is it, it actually is. called Yakuza Seven? Yeah. Because they made like it was called like Retribution or something, and it was like a Yakuza game, but it wasn't called Yakuza. Judgment. Judgment. Yes, that's it. Exactly. Yeah, that was their new their their new thing. So like, I kind of I thought they were just getting away from Yakuza the name, yeah. but no, yeah, this is another one in the series. Apparently, it's different characters. Like I they're mean, not going back to the same main character. So. So in. Whatever one was the last, I guess six, right? Uh, yeah. Kiryu gets a kid, which I don't know. Like I didn't play it. I haven't played actually <laughs> any of them past zero because I heard they were all a little bit worse than zero. Mm. But it sounded like his story basically concluded. So I'm not surprised this new characters, but yeah. Uh, in addition, announcement world. Um. There's some new interesting stuff going on with the Oculus and Medal of Honor. Yeah, Medal of Honor Above and Beyond got announced. I don't know about interesting being the term. <laughs> Everybody's been waiting to see... Re, we've known Respawn is making a VR title forever, and they've never said anything about it. They finally come out and announce it. It's a freaking Medal of Honor game. 
What the heck? I'm so <laughs> upset. Is it just gonna Based be an on rail shooter? No, it's like a fully featured like World War Two VR shooter. Hmm. They're talking about making cool. it authentic. They've, they've added Man. some things that look neat, like pulling the grenade pen with your teeth, or like mm. upping the accuracy of a weapon depending on where your hands are. You know, holding it two hand versus one handed. Uh, and they announced that they're doing ten to twelve hours of a campaign, which you know, for a VR game, I can't think of many that are ten to twelve hours long. Yeah, I mean, there's one that came out today, the one that everybody's been waiting for. What is it called? Asgard's Wrath, something like that. As Asgard's yeah, Wrath, as, I think. As Asgard's Love Wrath. It. That game came out today. It's reviewing really well, and apparently, it's like thirty to forty hours long. Wow! Of like, wow. Of like unique content. That's a lot of time in VR. Yeah. Wow, that's incredible. Uh, Oculus also announced along, like they were doing a bunch of VR stuff as the Oculus Connect. They announced the Oculus Link, which is literally like a cable that goes from your Oculus Quest to your computer, and it makes it a <laughs> computer headset. Of course, yeah. <laughs> Why not? So now you can use it both like on its own without a PC, or use it for Oculus PC game stuff. I heard the Quest has an entirely different store. And things that you've bought yeah. on regular Oculus might not actually work on the Quest. You might have to buy a different version. That is Jesus. stupid. Why oh, would they I not thought let they you would at automatically least... own it? Apparently, yeah, I thought they some would at least give you work, and ease. some games don't, and you have to buy the other version. No, on the mm. Quest store specifically. No. Yeah, because like, there are like specific a... Quest versions because it's yep. like way lower end of hardware. Right. It's like it's like playing VR on a phone. Mm-hmm. Oh. So I wonder how that works with plugging into the computer. You can use like the base Oculus store. Yeah, I'm assuming it just works with all the regular Oculus stuff. Is how it's going to be. So, plus Steam VR, obviously. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's kind of cool if you just want one headset that you can like take places, but also use it with your PC. I mean, and I don't think the, the screen's too bad in that. That it's supplemented by your hardware and your PC. No, like it'll just point? it'll work like an Oculus Rift. Oh, okay. So it's just bypassing all of the onboard hardware and displaying yep. basically like, hmm, that is kind of okay. I can see. Which people right. were kind of doing it with streaming stuff to it before. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine that that experience was good because any <laughs> yeah. sort of latency in VR is no go. Yeah. Well, but if they're streaming Stadia, it's negative latency. Yeah, they would. <laughs> That's an excellent point. So most likely it's going to be like such beyond a go that they're going to be people are just going to get stuck in VR and be like, what is this negative latency? Yeah, like it's reading my mind in VR. Does the view change before you actually move your head? (laughs) Oh, I would be so sick. if You're like following the camera around all the time. Jake instantly throws up. Yeah, no, uh, dude. When the camera moves, it. when I move, sometimes it makes me <laughs> sick. Uh, hey, other news in Sony World. Some big announcements coming out um, on two different things. Uh, one, their, uh, is he their CEO? What is he actually? I don't he's know what chairman. his actual title was. Sean Layden. He's, he's important because he's the guy that's always on stage at like E3 and stuff. He's the one like hosting the events and like making the announcements. He's like the face of the company pretty much. Which they've gone through a few of them. Uh, Jack Trenton was my favorite. I don't know if anybody knows who Jack Trenton is. He was I don't the know freaking any of these man. Names. Nope. I only know Reggie, man. 
Yeah, Reggie. I didn't know he switched to yeah, right? PlayStation. That's <laughs> yeah, it's wild. Well, Sean, Sean Layden has been the face for the last few years. I can't say I really liked him too much. I never I really know. got a good vibe from him. He never had like the stage presence that I wanted from a frontman. <laughs> like Phil Spencer or Reggie fils or something like that. Like They're always like really good. Yeah, did Reggie but, switch over when Bowser took over? He was just like, all right, mm-hmm. I'm out of here, Bowser's. Yeah, Reggie retired, and, and Bowser took over. <laughs> the amount of Bowser jokes were just great. <laughs> um, the interesting part about this is that they've also just announced that the PlayStation 5 is going to be coming out holiday 2020. Oh, Ooh. yeah. I forgot about that. Which is probably the most important time to have a frontman out saying things. <laughs> That's mm. true. And they have said nothing about replacing him or anybody like filling his slot or anything. Actually, the they just put out like a tweet saying that he left. There's no press release or anything. It's wow, super I weird. It. They're just like Loki. He's gone now. Bye. And also, the tweet was worded super weirdly because they said it's with great emotion that we announced Sean Layden's departing. That's like, a weird phrase to use. To what, be fair, it was emotion? probably Japanese initially. <laughs> <laughs> if I had to oh, guess. that's true. Some <laughs> weird translation. It is with great emotion. No specific emotion, just one of them. Choose one. I'm going to give him benefit of the doubt and say it sounded better in Japanese. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it's super weird that they don't have like anybody there right now. I'm hoping like Reggie Fizeme is like, I'm coming out of retirement. I'm going to work for Sony. <laughs> He's going to be on stage at E3 being like, my body is ready for PlayStation 5. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Reggie, I miss him. I miss Reggie. Pretty good. Uh, Last but not least in uh, video game world, um, let's just talk about... Oh, what? The PlayStation real quick. They've announced some things about the PlayStation. They've they've talked about the controller mostly. It's going to have a bunch bunch of haptic stuff in it. It sounds really cool. Bunch of haptic feedback. The the triggers apparently are going to be able to change their tension on the fly, and you can like code it into the game. Wow! Ooh. So that like depending cool. on like what kind of weapon you're using, like you could get different tensions in the triggers. Like you're oh. pulling back a bow, like it will start soft and get harder. You Whoa. know what I'm saying? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> We're pre-ordering it now. Down. How how does that affect my mouse movement on my PC later? <laughs> well, you see. <laughs> They're going to put out haptic feedback mice with analog mouse click. This analog clicking. That's, that's that, that'd be the worst. <laughs> Did yeah. we talk about Correct. that once? Having like mice that could vibrate or something like that? Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> you people are you get, sick. You get shot and your mouse vibrates and then you miss your shot because it vibrated. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think they just need to call that uh, haptics company and talk to them about how they made those gloves. And then when oh they figure out gosh. all the mechanics, they'll just implement that into literally every controller that's made. Yes, I finally please. saw a those video where they were showing those off. They're crazy. They're insane. So like I said, trying, they're starting to show them to like news outlets and stuff. Yeah, the, that's cool. The little like air pockets, the airbags they have that like expand and contract. Mm-hmm. Those are just crazy. And then the like bursts of air stuff that they're doing, man. Mm-hmm. Need me some haptic feedback. You gotta like get, that. gotta get the air triggers on that. That uh, Asus phone. Oh, yeah. The ROG phone. That thing's ridiculous. Here's 37 attachments. <laughs> it's, it's just got like, tr- when you hold the phone sideways, there's triggers on it. 
that are buttons, but they don't really have any press, so they they have like air haptics, and they'll put out bursts of air when you press them to make it feel like you're pressing a button. So weird. Air air weird. <laughs> uh, last but not least, in games, let's talk about the Pokeball Plus. Yeah. So I just purchased myself a Pokeball Plus at the beginning of the week. Uh, and for those that don't know, it is a tiny little Pokeball that you can have on your wrist and you hold in your hand, and it acts as half of a Joy-Con for playing Let's Go, but more importantly, what I bought it for is you can pair it with your phone and use it for playing, uh, Pokemon Go. And I just have to say that this changes the way that you play Pokemon Go. It is so nice I encourage anybody that plays Pokemon Go to get one of these damn things because you once you have it paired onto the game, you can just put your phone in your pocket and then anytime you are near a Pokemon or a Pokestop or whatever, the ball will vibrate, you press a button, you spin the stop or catch the Pokemon, the catch rate is you know, there, so sometimes you don't catch the Pokemon, but you never have to look at your phone. You can just... I've now gone to work several days with this and it's so nice being able to look up on my morning walk to and from you know work and being able to catch pokemon that i would normally be doing but straining my neck down at my phone doing or even just catching some pokemon that i normally wouldn't be catching because i'm not looking at my phone at that point in time um i've had it on during this podcast and so I'm literally <laughs> catching Pokemon as we're talking. I'm just pressing the button every time that it lights up. And, you know, it's Pokemon that I, I like. I normally wouldn't have Pokemon go up while talking to you all or while I'm playing Destiny. But I do when I have this. And it's really nice because I just press a button and bam. You know, you get extra candy, Stardust, catches, you know, whatever. It's, so po- it's, it's Pokemon Go, the clicker game now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's just it's just a very interesting and neat thing of like, you don't realize how much time you're actually like staring at your screen, walking around playing Pokemon Go until once you have one of these and you're like, oh, and I mean, I know some people that have just the regular Go Plus at their uh, stations at work. And that's the only time they use that is, you know, they come to work. And so instead of having it, the phone open, while they're you know working they just have it there so that way every couple of minutes it lights up green you press the button you get some pokemon and now it's a lot less like a game and a lot more like a chore (laughs) i don't know i'm still having some fun with it this will be really neat when they get harry potter wizards unite like a wand yeah (laughs) oh you know it's coming people lose their minds because it's harry (laughs) potter Put a Minecraft one, have like a real pickaxe. Oh my god! <laughs> you, have, you have to actually slam like it on something. Yeah. It's like it. Oh my gosh! What a good idea! They have a pickaxe, but it's actually just tracking your like a- activity. So it's like a Fitbit tracker, and you like have to swing it like you're chopping stuff all the time. Oh my gosh! Brilliant! Freaking mind thousand blocks today, bro. You need to call us. <laughs> See what at? I'm saying? Thousand blocks of obsidian. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. With a stone uh, pickaxe for yeah. a while. <laughs> wanted to mention some things in uh, board game world as well. And this one's kind of a good segue for us. There's a new Kickstarter that's up uh, called Game Board One um, that just launched. I don't know actually when it launched, just recently. But basically the premise is that there is a uh, surface that sits on your table and can be modified into any game board that you want to play for any game. 
and they're going to plan on putting in support for the, the game having this sort of physical sensor layer that actually detects when pieces are placed on the board. And so it knows where it is in the digital uh, on the digital map. So it'll show you like an outline of things. Um, I have no idea. You know how it is with Kickstarter. You never know if things are like actually going to pan out. If they're going to be as cool as the videos show they are. But the concept seems really cool. The Holy one thing I, I wanted to mention is that if you look at the freaking price tag, it is $300. So, you know, all right, fine. It's a piece of hardware. But you can just buy multiple of them and apparently just stack them together to make consecutive boards. Yeah, I just I'm I'm watching the video now of them like demoing this out and how they were like, oh, we wanted a larger board to play D&D. And so they just attach a couple of the boards together and now they have a large board. Also, I don't I don't have the sound on, so maybe you can clue me in on this, but it looks like they're also being able to control what's happening on the board via their phones and being yeah. able to like that seems like an amazing way to play Dungeons and Dragons. I mean, if you mm -hmm. have your character sheet on your phone and you can then just like press a button and be like, oh, I want to use my greatsword and, you know, it'll right. auto calculate your damage or whatever against the thing that you have in front of you like that. Well, they've been cool. talking about like um, using like smart pieces where you like connect your phone and, you know, the, like D&D is a good example. You connect your character to a piece that's on the board so it knows its location. And then they would pl like plan out effects, like AOE effects for that character based on where it's at on the map. Because oh. it knows where all the other pieces are at the same time. I see what you're saying. So it, like, it kind of like how um, a more useful, um, what are those things called? Uh, amiibo. Sure. Yeah. I don't even know. I don't even know what an amiibo is. What's it's, what is oh, it? man. Amiibo corner. It's there, the little um, statue, statuette oh, kind of things mind. from Nintendo. Yeah, I know what they are. Yeah, Come okay. On. I know what they are. Don't embarrass us. I'm so sorry, guys. I'm embarrassing you. I, I, all I know is this looks cool. I mean, that's a really expensive game board, but. It is. It looks like the $300 is, takes, is 10 boards. It's maybe. 10 boards? There's it's no 10 way. programmable bases. What does that even mean? That means it comes. No. What does that mean? Yeah, I don't. I mean. Oh no, the programmable bases are what sits below your your piece. Ah, uh, okay, okay. That's like yeah, because the, only that's has the one smart component. Board. Oh, gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, and apparently they're doing subscription based for games too. Yeah, I saw that. There's a lot mm. of weird things about this, but it seems like it could be so cool. There's three dollars for awesome. the early bird one too. Yeah, yeah. and it's like uh. The 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 idea that you're going to be able to carry around a 16 by 16 by half inch thick tile in something and not break it. <laughs> oh, like that's yeah. that's very wide. I mean, sure, 16 inches tall. I mean, sure. Yeah. But also, I mean, you can't put that in a backpack very easily. I don't know. Mm -hmm. It seems it seems kind of neat. Additionally, One of your friends on roll of... some metal dice on it and ruin oh, your day. Oh, my gosh. Well, it has some sort of weird like layer on the top of the screen so that it can it, like it's super super durable sort of thing it's meant for metal probably dice. not metal <laughs> dice oh, probably not metal <laughs> dice, my table breakers yeah. on it yeah no regular tables aren't made for metal dice <laughs> yeah. i um, can't imagine this thing being that good yeah i was Something gonna say like if it, ends up it being sounds really good. cool it if sounds it works so out cool. maybe i'll buy one 
Yeah, it's one of but those ideas that this, this is probably going to go nowhere. Mm-hmm. Bad Feels like it. Yeah, probably. Uh, I mean, it would be really cool to do an RPG on that. And speaking of RPGs, yeah. we should probably talk about Wendy's, Wendy's. new RPG that they yeah. released. That's right. Because, you know, Wendy's. Feast of Legends. <laughs> they, saw, <laughs> it, they saw KFC's dating simulator and they're like, we got to one-up this. <laughs> Tabletop wrote, RPG time. They wrote an entire tabletop RPG book. It's like 100 pages long. Can I just read the prompt for this? Please. Go for it. It says, the nation of Freshtovia, Freshtovia has yes. been the lone beacon of hope in the land of Beef's Keep for decades. However, the ice jester and his rogues, and his rogues gallery of frozen fiends threaten Queen Wendy's reign of prosperity. Prepare your heroes for adventure. It's an RPG about how they don't freeze their beef. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Are, is there anything about it with this about, about them being square? There better be a bunch of stuff oh. about being square. I mean, the book is square. Oh yeah, well. <laughs> Honestly, but, I would I would totally play this and record. I it. mean, the book <laughs> Can we? is free. Okay. It's sure. free to download. The it's book's got, free. Yeah, it's yeah, ninety-seven it's, pages, and it's free. Wow. Uh, what it's worth? It's got it's a big character act. creation. The the realm know, of but... Beef's Keep, the realm uh-huh. of Beef's Keep is a circle. Mm. Mhm. Mhm. Intriguing. I mean the KFC game was free. Yeah. 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 They and got You can watch Jake's playthrough of that uh, right no. now. Don't plug me. Oh, <laughs> no. On his YouTube channel. They've got Those... character creation oh all the way through gosh. like Those There's like an adventure the... in here you can play through. Those who study the order of the spicy chicken sandwich are no strangers to heat. In fact, they yes. thrive in it. <laughs> I do. Trained in the art of the spicy chicken sandwich, these adventurers are one with the hot climates found in parts of the nation of Freshtovia. So this is like the best game ever. <laughs> this is <laughs> what it sounds like. The, can can we please run this? I, the I order so of do sides? It. Yeah, you have wow. to choose an order to be aligned with. An order. Wow. And there's this is the orders ridiculous. of chicken, beef, and sides, and then there's suborders under each of those. <laughs> I mean, this is actually incredible. There is so much content in here. Wow. So yeah, hey, I guess go download the Wendy's RPG and play it. Let us know how it goes if we don't. How much do we get paid for that one? <laughs> that must have been a lot, right? Wendy's too, Wendy's too, much, money. Zero. too much money. Too much <laughs> yeah. money. Hey, last but not least, Jake, how's Joker? I? Okay, yeah, I don't think none of you guys saw Joker, right? Nope. It was just me. Nope. Cool. I liked it. I thought I thought it was pretty good. This is going to be a weird note to end on because I'm the only one talking about it. <laughs> and I don't really have super strong opinions. Um, Yeah, it was it was good. It's there's not a lot of like, it's not really a comic book movie. It's just yeah. kind of like a slow character piece. Mm-hmm. But it was pretty good. Uh, Just like a drama. Phoenix is awesome. Yeah, it, it is. Phoenix, Phoenix is so. awesome. Yeah, yeah. No, he's he's really amazing in the part. So, if nothing else, I think it's worth seeing just for that performance. It is very violent, like not like violent throughout, but the scenes of violence are very graphic and intense. And then just kind of like a funny aside, I got carded when I went into this movie, <laughs> which <laughs> I think has happened like three times. Wow. And two of those were like when I was like 16. You've gotten <laughs> carded going to a movie. Yeah, literally, like I give the lady my ticket and I'm walking in. And she's like, I need to see your ID. And I'm like, 
why? <laughs> like, and then I'm like, oh, Joker's rated R. I guess. <laughs> I just, I've never been carded ever, even when I yeah. was like 16. Because I was like, nobody wow. cares. Yeah. But like, That's I guess so like weird. people are scared of this movie. Yeah, there's which a lot of people is that are also of weird it. to me because it's like it's a movie. Yeah. Well, there was a lot of fear around things like theaters getting shot up. Like, I get it. There was that thing with the Dark Knight, but like that guy. Like, there was a lot of stuff. Like, oh, he dressed up as a Joker. No, he didn't. Like, that's not that's not what happened. That wasn't real. Like, they reported that, but that's not what happened. Yeah. So, like, it's just kind of weird that this movie kind of stirred up all this crap when it that's it's not even really based on anything real. It is kind of neat to hear that they have just blown what like their expectations out of the water. I think opening weekend yeah. they were at 234 million, which for being an R-rated film that is more of a character story and less comic book focused, that's pretty impressive. Yeah. Honestly, um, the controversy probably helped because now everybody knows what it is. Yeah. And even if they're not interested, it's like, well, let's see what this is all about. And it's like, oh, it's actually a good movie. That's cool. That's fun. <laughs> yeah, Joker. The Joker. end. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming out, everybody. <laughs> yeah, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, we will catch you next time. This week's podcast was edited by me, Aaron Juno. Other voices this week include Alex McCoslin, Jake John Federkyle, Caleb Juno, and Owen Patterline. This week's music was again brought to you by Amer. You can check out his music on Spotify, or you can also check it out on soundcloud.com forward slash Amer. Additionally, you can check out everything that we do, We Are The Horizon, at our website, www.wearethehorizon.com. We have a lot of video posts as well as links to other content we've done in the past. We also have a couple new series that we've been working on, one for a custom Divinity campaign and another for a Pathfinder campaign that we've been working on. So make sure you check those out as well. Again, thanks so much for joining us and we'll catch you next time.